This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, DA. How are you? Good morning, my neighbor! Get off! Damon Avendola. Yes, how are you? A great question. All aboard. Good dog. This is why you do what you do. No. Somebody stop me. I'm coming to you to be fat. Let me be fat. Look it. There's so many sickos in this country. This is facts. A little more juice. What? I am broken. Good morning. Well, as I was saying, I was listening to the radio, I heard something. And what did you hear? A hissing sound like this. Hey, T.A., hey, D.A., let me aboard that mothership. Permission to board that mothership, sir. Well, you know I had to slide through the intergalactic swag party. D.A., man, beam me up. What's going on, my brother from another mother? Beam me up. You guys are the best. You guys make it. Permission to board that mothership. Mothership has connected. And you the man, D.A. Happy Monday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Chicago to Sheboygan, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A., everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Fired up about today's show. Coming your way this morning here on the program, we continue with the sounds of Saturday. The Auburn Tigers have some juice as the... New look Auburn Tigers have an old face on the sidelines for SEC fans and foes. Hugh Freeze is back at it again. We'll talk to Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, coming up here, hour number four. Also, momentous Monday, a Monday staple, of course, coming your way in 40 minutes. And in 20 minutes, 
DeMarcus Ware has been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame that happened last weekend. Of course, Hall of Fame weekend in Canton last weekend. However, his Hall of Fame display has some people chirping. We'll explain why coming up here on the show. I want to begin with the NFL preseason. Everybody in the league was in action this past preseason, or this past weekend, rather, for the preseason opening weekend, besides that Hall of Fame game. And that included the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens, this is a crazy stat, had not lost a preseason game since September 2015. Think about where you were or what you were doing back September of 2015. Is this not insane? Think about how bizarre preseason games are when you're playing backups, third string, fourth string, last possession, last drive, anything can happen. Football bounces the wrong way, off a shoulder pad, into somebody's arms, fumble here, squirts out there. I mean, anything can happen, a long field goal, And yet, the Ravens have not lost a preseason game since September of 2015. That streak was on the line on Saturday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, neither starter was starting in this game at quarterback. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts both out. And yet, result was the same. The Ravens continue this remarkable streak They have now won every preseason game 24 straight since 2015 with a 20-19 victory. The question is, is this significant? Is this a stat that's just purely coincidental, sheer dumb luck, or is this representative of something more? How are the Ravens winning every preseason game still it is where we begin. You're cold open. It's always great to win in this league. Um, I understand how hard it is, you know, to get a victory. And uh, one thing I learned at a young age, you know, you cherish victories. Um, they're hard to come by in this league, you know. And that's a credit to this, you know, Coach Hobo and the rest of this organization that this streak has been able to go on for so long. Great first start. Great to see the guys, the effort, the intensity, everybody trying to do whatever they could do to play their best out there. And like I told them, these are opportunities to learn, you know, and you have an opportunity. Every single person, we learn a lot as a team. We will when we watch the tape, and every single person can learn something, whether they play it or not, about themselves through the course of this game. So now what do we do with it? That's what determines where we go from here. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, so you just heard... Two of the components of the Ravens win, Josh Johnson at quarterback, and then John Harbaugh, obviously, after the victory. The fact that the Ravens keep going 4-0 and in the preseason is significant. Some of it is dumb luck. In this game, the Ravens led by seven late in the fourth quarter, and then Josh Johnson, or it was Anthony Brown, actually, I believe, who throws a pick six. It's returned back the other way, and the Eagles go for two. And the Eagles don't get the two. And so they trail by a point, 20-19. Ultimately, the Ravens come out with a victory. This win streak comes down to a two-point conversion that the Eagles did not get. Now, is that the sign that the Ravens are a great football team because they stopped the two-point conversion? Not necessarily with their third-string guys. Not necessarily. But here's why I wanted to bring it up. 
because this is absolutely emblematic of a team that has two things that are sometimes rare in today's NFL. Accountability and continuity. A preseason game doesn't necessarily matter, but when you have this long of a stretch, it speaks to a locker room, it speaks to a roster that believes they must do their job. They need to pick up their end of the slack. They have to pull on the rope because you don't win this many games and take preseason seriously if you don't have a bunch of guys that do that. So that's coaching. That's John Harbaugh. That's his staff. That's everybody in that locker room believing that these games matter and that the fact that you have a win streak is something that you need to protect. That's the first thing that's notable about the Ravens. The second thing is they've got the same staff every single year. And so guys know what the expectations are. The coaches know how to put them in winning positions, and they know early in the preseason when everything is kind of haywire about what works and what doesn't. And this is the benefit of an organization that keeps the same coaching staff together for a long time and doesn't make rash decisions. And so I I think the Ravens, for a lot of reasons, are a model organization. But this this preseason win streak is kind of part of that. I'm going to give you John Harbaugh's win-loss records, okay, over the course of his career. Harbaugh's been there since 2008. 11 and 5, 9-7, 12-4, 12-4, 10-6. That year they won the Super Bowl. 8 and 8, 10 and 6, 5 and 11, 8 and 8, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 14 and 2, 11 and 5, 8 and 9, last year 10 and 7. My point is they have winning records way more than they have losing records. In fact, since Harbaugh took over in 2008, he has two losing seasons. One was a 5 and 11, one was 8 and 9. They do a lot of winning in Baltimore. And so this preseason record is representative of that. They've made the playoffs four out of the last five years. All of those years were the Lamar Jackson years. And they'll continue being one of the best franchises in football and the AFC. And this is one of the reasons why. Even in the preseason when most franchises think it doesn't matter and most of us think that the win-losses don't matter, the Ravens keep clicking. And so while we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, and rightfully so, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, some of the sexier teams in the AFC, let us not forget that this squad here, the Baltimore Ravens, have a really good team year in, year out. And even last year when Lamar didn't play in the postseason, nearly knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are one of those teams that have big aspirations and Super Bowl chatter around them. This Ravens team doesn't get that type of attention, but they they belong in that conversation every year because of the things like this. They don't lose preseason games. That doesn't necessarily translate, but there are things there that you see that you go, yeah, that's why they're a really good team, and that's why year in, year out, they have to be in the conversation. It's damn impressive. And they win 24 straight preseason games. If you were wondering when the last time they lost one was, September 3rd, 2015. 
Okay, this is the final preseason game of the 2015 preseason. You want to know who played this game to let you know just how long ago it was? For the Ravens, Bryn Renner started. He was backed up by Matt Schaub. For the, for the Falcons, Sean Renfrey started, backed up by Rex Grossman. The last time the Ravens lost a preseason game, Matt Schaub and Rex Grossman were playing in it. If you're wondering a little good historical factoid as well, on that Ravens team, Darren Waller caught three passes for 22 yards. Yes, that Darren Waller, who's now 30 years old, with a big contract from the New York Giants. The last time the Ravens lost a, pl- a preseason game, 2015. They went again over the weekend against the Eagles by a point. All right, here's your phone number off and running this morning at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Elsewhere in the preseason, Did anybody else see that throw by Trevor Lawrence against the Cowboys? Now, I just rattled off a couple of the the AFC teams that are going to get a lot of attention this year. And the Chiefs are Super Bowl defending champions. And the Bengals are right there. And we're talking about Joe Burrow's calf injury. And the Bills have been knocking on the door for a while now. And the Jets now have Aaron Rodgers and full system go. And there's other good teams like the Chargers and the AFC as well. And the Jaguars are the sexy pick, the trendy pick out of the AFC South, specifically because the rest of the AFC South is pretty underwhelming, but also because the the Jaguars won the division last year. Took a step forward under Doug Peterson, won the division, had that big comeback playoff win at home against the Chargers, and got that first taste of experience. But the reason also why the Jaguars should be taken seriously is that You have another year of experience for Trevor Lawrence. And I've always felt like it was inevitable that this guy was going to be a a sublime QB. And I know that rookie season under Urban Meyer didn't always look that way. Some Jaguars fans even wondered, oh, my God, do we have a bust on our hands? And I never worried about that because he was put in an impossible situation with Urban Meyer in that season. But also because... A guy like him is going to eventually figure it out. And rookie quarterbacks oftentimes struggle. Young QBs oftentimes struggle. But he was too big, too strong, too successful in college, too smart, too even-keeled level-headed for him not to figure it out. He's just, he's got all all of the tools. And I always felt this way. Well, there was a play in Saturday's preseason game, which was a win for the Jaguars, 28-23 where I'm not sure why you're playing Trevor Lawrence in the preseason. Frankly, I would rather see him not in there, but he takes the snap. He goes back to pass. The Cowboys kind of collapse the pocket, okay? So he's under duress. He's probably going to be sacked or throw it away. He rolls to his right, and he bounces off a a would-be tackler. He then bounces off another, so he's broken two potential tackle slash sacks. And then as he's getting dragged down by a third before his knee touches the ground he's able to steady himself plant his plant leg so that he actually has a base and fling it near sideline and by golly 
he freaking throws a strike for a touchdown to Christian Kirk, and it's just an absolutely beautiful strike, I believe. Or maybe it was Zay Jones. I forget who it was. But I think it was Kirk, and it is just a thing of beauty. And somehow he gets this pass off, and I'm like, this is an amazing throw because it shows his strength upper body, his strength lower body, his footwork to set, and then his athleticism to get enough zit on the ball to, to get it over the corner for a strike for a touchdown. I, I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me with this throw? Are you Now, after that, tr- you know, Trevor Lawrence doesn't need to be getting dragged down from behind by defensive players in a preseason game. Get him out of there, Doug. I don't want to see him play in the preseason again. That's it. We're done here. He, he proved his point. He can go through all the, the non-contact drills you want in the preseason, but he should not be playing in the preseason to get tackled. But I'm like, damn, this guy's going to put up some ridiculous stats and highlights this season. Just, it's inevitable. This guy is incredible. I mean, Lawrence has everything. And this throw, if you haven't seen it yet, find it on social media. His touchdown throw on Saturday, I'm just, it's, it's very Josh Allen-esque because Lawrence is so big, but in some ways he's much less unorthodox than Josh Allen, which leads to, I think, even better highlights sometimes because while Josh Allen's big and strong and runs around and throws against his body and jumps over defenders, you know, some of those things Lawrence is never going to try because he's not that unorthodox. But in some ways, they're even more breathtaking because they, they happen within the scale of a normal play, and they're also unbelievable. Oh, forget it. You know, these are the types of things that just get me all hot and bothered. You know, the, the preseason Trevor Lawrence getting dragged down, throwing a touchdown. These are the things that just make, yes. Oh, God, that's beautiful. Football is back. All right, when we come back here on the show... DeMarcus Ware is a Hall of Famer, but his Hall of Fame display has some people upset. We'll get to that coming up here next. Good to be back. Good to be back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS presents this program in color. 
An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right. You can always listen to the show in podcast form. That's right. The best of the show. The best of the four hours or the full four hours plus the PGP always available in podcast form. So simply search The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Well, we have a breaking news sound check here, okay? James Harden is on a tour of China. Speaking of fans and sponsors, he's in a gym here. This is a little hard to hear because it's in a big gym, but we're going to play this audio for you anyway because Shams just posted this video moments ago. Listen to James Harden take a torch to his relationship with the Sixers and Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Once more for the guys in the back. Daryl Morey's a liar. Uh, if you guys want a direct quote on that, Daryl spelled M-O-R-E-Y. Liar. Liar. Liar, liar. <laughs> quote, Daryl Morey is a liar. I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he is part of. He literally repeated the entire quote to make sure everyone got it on film. Uh, if you just started recording, I'm going to say this again. Daryl Morey, liar. I'll never be part of his organization. Did I mention that? I mean, some stones, huh? Some stones. How many different franchises is this going to unfold with? That James Harden loves being there. And then suddenly sours, finds the situation untenable, shoots his way out of town. In Oklahoma City, everything seemed to be fine. And then it was, no, I got to be a starter. I got to get my money. All right, fair. Got that cash from the Rockets. Everything's great. I love it here. I want to be here forever. Suddenly, nah, I hate it here. We're we're terrible. I'm wearing a fat suit. Get me out of here. Oh, then he hits Brooklyn. Love it here. This is great. Triple doubles every night. Fantastic. Suddenly it was, no, I hate it here. I can't be here. You better trade me. Trade of the Sixers. Love it here. This is great. Fantastic. Suddenly, next season, it's Daryl Morey's a liar. I'll never play for him. How many different ways will the same story repeat itself, just like James Harden repeating what he said to the assembled crowd in China this morning? The same exact thing. History repeats itself with this guy. And so who's going to buy? Who's the next sucker that buys on James Harden? Who's the next sucker, the next sucker of a GM, the next sucker of a head coach, the next sucker of a franchise that says, oh, we would love to have him. Daryl Morey has given James Harden everything in his basketball life. He gave him the chance to start and be a star and build everything around him in Houston. Tons of money in Houston. Then brought him back into Philadelphia. Wants him there, apparently. Why? Who knows? And now 
calling him a liar and wants out. I mean, just get your bleep together, James Harden. How about Harden lying to all of us? Like, we thought you were a good player. How about scoring more than nine points in a game seven? He's lying to us. He's also been crap in game sevens for his entire career. He's the least clutch guy of all time. Amazing, huh? Just amazing. All right, speaking of guys that are trying to recoup their their reputation, Kevin Brown never should have been in question, but as we know, last week, John Angelos, owner of the Baltimore Orioles, decided to suspend Kevin Brown for what were innocuous comments about the, the Orioles record against the Tampa Bay Rays on the road. Anyway, Brown was, quote, reinstated for this weekend series. And in doing so, had some great calls. How about this Cedric Mullins highlight? Mountcastle waiting. Henderson at third. And Mullins drives this one into right field. That's a fair ball. That is deep. That is out of here. Cedric Mullins robs a home run. Cedric Mullins hits a home run. And the Orioles are back in front. I mean, and he's amazing, is he not? That's Kevin Brown and Masson television voice of the Orioles he came back over the weekend against the Seattle Mariners as the Orioles took on the Mariners and they have two dramatic wins to salvage the series they lost 9-2 on Friday night and then they end up winning 1-0 in 10 on Saturday 5-3 in 10 on Sunday Mullins was the hero robbing a home run hitting a home run and Brown is back so Maybe after a a wonky week where they lost three of four in the middle there and people were wondering whether the good mojo of the Orioles had been stolen by John Angelos, hopefully that it's back with two dramatic wins. And the O's are now 73-45 and atop the American League East and atop the American League in general. They are three games clear of the Rays in the division. They're three games clear of the Rangers for the best record in the American League. And KB is back behind the mic the way that it should be. And finally, Greg Popovich inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame over the weekend alongside one of his players, Tony Parker. Dwayne Wade got in as well. It was a great star-studded class. And here's Popovich with Ahmad Rashad on the stage. The second reason involves one word, so it's going to be quick. That's great, huh? One word, and that word is duh. a long time. I'm not done. I didn't say duh was the end. I just said there's one word to describe why I'm here. And that's duh, those guys. Did you hear the little video where I said, listen, listening is important. So I didn't see this. Tell me about this, Carlos, with a K. Ahmad Rashad is on stage just like the MC. No, so it's Popovich. He's doing his, his speech and he tries to deliver this Popovich like joke where he it's funny for him but it comes out so awkward he goes duh he walks off to like dap the players so the music starts to play and Ahmad Rashad comes onto the stage like okay I guess we're done <laughs> gotcha. it's like a mic drop but then Popovich comes back and is like no 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 that, that wasn't it so it was the poor delivery I'm actually 
completely aiming at Popovich on this one. Flat joke. Get out of here. Not funny. Those were those canned laughs in the audience. Popovich did a terrible job bringing his head. <laughs> I see. I see. This was a star-studded class, though, huh? Dwayne Wade, Pop, Dirk, Pow, Tony Parker, and Becky Hammond. That's as deep and as good a class as you're ever going to find. Half of them are Spurs. That's true. Becky Hammond was a spur. That's right. Well, an assistant coach, but yes. Well, she was head coach, too, for Summer League. Yeah, too, she, right? uh, yeah. she subbed in for Popovich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Pop, Becky Hammond, Tony Parker, and then Powell, who won two titles with Kobe with the, the Lakers. Dirk, obviously, one of the greats of all time. And Dwayne Wade. Couldn't go wrong in Springfield, Massachusetts over the weekend. Very, very good class for the Basketball Hall of Fame. And that is your sound check. It's an exciting day here on the DA show because this week internships are wrapping up and Brooke, the intern, is wrapping up her internship today. And so coming up next hour, Brooke is going to deliver what she learned this summer interning for the DA show and the rest of CBS Sports Radio. Very exciting. She is prepared. She is ready. She's taking her notes. So about 45 minutes from now, we will have what Brooke learned this summer at summer camp at the radio station. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting time for Brooke to have interned. Interesting era of CBS Sports Radio. How much going on? She learned there's no stability here. (laughs) She learned that, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy biz. It's a crazy, crazy business. She got that up close and personal. Standing by with your headlines, Emmanuel Barbari. Emmanuel, good morning. Good morning, DA. Covered part of this last hour. James Harden expected to skip Sixers training camp, even though Philly had reportedly ended trade talks with the Clippers to find Harden a new home. New development, though. You know how you can say things two times for effect. Darren right. Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization <laughs> that he's a part of. Again, Harden didn't just say it once. He said it twice to the crowd. This video, courtesy of Shams on Twitter, and Harden on his China tour was speaking to that crowd of spectators appeared to be in a gym and said it twice. So Harden, despite Philly halting those trade talks, appears on his way to four teams in four years. Speaking of hoops, the United States' first field test of the summer yesterday, pre-World Cup exhibition. Two of the tournament front runners, U.S. pulled away from Spain in the fourth quarter. 98-88, the final. Jalen Brunson led the way, 21 points, a perfect 9 of 9 from the field. A couple of NFL preseason games yesterday, wrapping up the weekend slate. Saints 26, Chiefs 24, Derek Carr played one series, 6 of 8, 70 yards and a touchdown. They don't tell us like how much we're going to play and all that. So to get a couple of situations in there and then, you know, throughout the game to talk, you know, talk, talk through things with Pete and certain situations and things like that in a game time scenario. Saints rookie running back Kendra Miller left the game with a knee injury. It's reportedly the same right knee injured back in December at the Fiesta Bowl that kept Miller out until Not training good. camp. Not now we'll have good. more imaging on what's believed to be a sprained knee. So we'll see if it's anything more after that imaging. Raiders crushed the Niners 34-7. It was mostly defensive line backups for Vegas, but they made things very difficult for Trey Lance. I mean, it got off to a rough start for everybody. I mean, three, three and outs for the whole um, offense the first three times. So I don't put that all in Trey by any means. Um, I thought the whole offense was sloppy to start. That's head coach Kyle Shanahan. Trey Lance's line didn't look bad. 10 of 15, 112 yards and touchdown, but didn't pick up a first down until the fourth possession. 
Baseball, Orioles survived the Mariners 5-3 in 10 innings. A Cedric Mullins game. He came off the bench in the sixth inning. Robbed Mariners first baseman Ty France of a game-tying homer in the ninth. Kind of a Superman-type play. But Mike Bowen proceeded to allow a homer to the very next batter, Dominic Canzone. Mullins, he said, I got you. He picked up Bowman and his team again. Tenth inning, two-run homer to allow the Orioles to win once wow. again. Marlins were four runs down, entering the bottom of the ninth inning. Rubber game against the Yankees, but Yanks closer... Clay Holmes with a big-time slip-up, and Miami Ooh. rallied for five. The 2-1 pitch to Jake Berger is swung on! Light drive! Left field! There's some magic in Miami! Jake Berger with a walk-off winner for the Marlins! They scored five times in the bottom of the ninth inning! Oh, they're going crazy! That's Kyle Silaf Marlins Radio. <laughs> so Miami seemed to have lost that magic. 5-17 and 17 to open up the second half. Fell out of a playoff spot, but now two huge comebacks this past week. They're back into a playoff spot. As for the Yankees, they're only two games over 500. Lost another game where their ace, Garrett Cole, was on the money. Maybe when the season's over with, you know, whenever it ends, you can reflect on games like this, but we got to move forward. You know, like I said, we're facing a great team tomorrow, and, you know, I know this one this one sucks right here, you know, especially with the lead we had and that bats we had, but you know, we gotta show up tomorrow. That's Aaron Judge. Team. We're facing a great team, the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the twenty seven Yankees over there. Everybody went to the Belichick school of broadcasting. It's like you just say everything and nothing at the same time. We're on yeah. to the next team. They're collapsing. What is five games out of a playoff spot with forty four to play. What a shame. Ooh. Oh, five games out now. Yikes. What happened to our embargo, by the way? I was going to say unnamed team that the Marlins beat. Yeah, I like that. But, um, I mean, I think at this point, it's the embargo is really about the station and less about the teams. That's right. Because we will end up having to talk about some of the teams, specifically the football teams. So we're kind of doing the embargo of the station instead. And don't worry about it. This might be the last week we talk about the baseball team. <laughs> yeah, though. that's a good point. <laughs> Get baseballs over in, in yeah, the unnamed city. Exactly. Well, if that Marlins comeback was big, how about the Nationals looking up at the A's 7-2 entering the bottom of the ninth? Storms back for six runs. Jeter Downs, who entered because of a C.J. Abrams back injury, came off the bench, walk-off single to win it for the Nats. For the Giants, Logan Webb was one out from a complete game shutout up one nothing, allowed a double to J.P. Martinez. So Giants manager Gabe Kapler pulled Logan Webb. And Camilo Doval, their dominant closer, allowed a game-tying RBI single to Ezekiel Duran. An inning later, the Giants down by one, bottom 10, facing a potential deflating defeat. Bailey blasts one down the left field line toward the corner. It is a home run over the left field wall. A low liner that just kept going. And Patrick Bailey's the hero today. He rescues the Giants from misery. A walk-off home run from the rookie. Dave Fleming, Giants Radio, Patrick Bailey, the hero, and the Giants survive. Dodgers, eight straight win, 8-3 over the Rockies. Julio Urias with a career-high tying 12 strikeouts. And MLB investigating social media posts involving Ray star shortstop Wander Franco. A 22-year-old all-star won't be with the team as it heads to San Francisco to meet those Giants. The posts haven't been confirmed yet, but Franco appeared to be dating a minor. She exposed it on social media, so the MLB uh, doing, quote, due diligence. And the Rays, they're in close contact with the league and, quote, take the matter seriously. Meantime, Franco out of the lineup yesterday. Rays clobbered by the Guardians 9-2. Mets staved off the Braves 7-6. That's despite Matt Olson's 43rd homer of the year. Wow. Olson's ahead of Shohei Otani, 
who hit his 41st, a 448-foot launch in a 2-1 win over the Astros. Olsen's going to hit 50 home runs. They say the pace right now is 60 for Olsen. Holy crap. He's on pace for 60 bombs. Wow. (laughs) He's been getting a lot of two-home run games, so yeah. Wow. Uh, unreal. Otani had his first home run since August 3rd yesterday. That was his 41st, but Otani's planning to skip his next time on the mound dealing with some fatigue in his right arm. And there are your headlines. All right. Thank you, Emmanuel. You uh, just a little note here on the immortal Nathan York. Uh, Nathan York is the backup quarterback for the Jaguars. So it's definitely some... Rourke. It's a... What did I say? York. York? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nathan Rourke uh, hails from York. <laughs> the, immortal, the immortal Nathan Rourke. Uh, Rourke had this amazing touchdown throw on Saturday, and I thought it was Trevor Lawrence because the numbers are similar, 16 and 18. And I figured this type of throw is definitely Lawrence-esque, where he bounces off a million defenders and then throws it into the end zone. So I did this whole segment on this to open up the show, and it t- turned out it was not Trevor Lawrence. It was Nathan Rourke. You just so keep looked, making this fail longer and longer, man. I, I looked up Rourke. Rourke spent the last few seasons as the starting quarterback for the BC Lions. Last year, Rourke broke the CFL record for completion percentage, 79%, and was the CFL's most outstanding Canadian, despite missing half the season. He also has two John Cornish trophies, which is the top Canadian football player in the NCAA. So Rourke is legit. I mean, this guy has won the John Cornish. He's won the the most <laughs> outstanding Canadian award, which I would think goes to a hockey player or Jim Carrey or something every year. No, <laughs> most outstanding Canadian is Nathan Rourke. So this guy's, he's got juice, boys. He's got juice. Let's not forget about him, yeah, okay? Jim, Jim Carrey had to have won that award four times, at least for the four seasons of a living color. Yeah, that's right. Uh <laughs> It's kind of like, I guess, voter fatigue, like why Jordan didn't win the MVP every single year. You can't, right. can't vote for Jim Carrey and, you know. Already the other, then. Mike Myers every single year. Got to so, split it up. That's right. You got to spread the wealth. So, so Nathan York gets it. So Nathan York's got to win it a couple of times. When we come back here on the show, Emmanuel just mentioned the collapsing Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Is this just a complete unraveling? It's next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. I want to snort household cleaners. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I think that rant was about meth, and I never understood the desire to do meth. I mean, you're mixing household cleaners together. Why is that something you would desire to snort or smoke or ingest? I never open up the door under my sink and be like, oh, you know what I want to do? Drink that. Welcome back, DA, with you here on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you being with us on this fine Monday morning, man. As always, you can watch us live in sparkling Technicolor. On the old YouTube page and on Twitch as well. Go to the CBS Sports Radio channels there. And you can also watch us at watchda.com. Now, coming up, we are stunned to a news. But before we get there, it is the last day of the internship for one of our interns. Now, uh, Pete, is this the last week of interns for uh, internships for everybody? Uh, yeah, for our interns, I believe this is, they're finishing up this week. 
Okay. And so uh, we've had a couple of interns uh, this semester. It's been kind of wonky because we've had vacations. Last week I was in for Rome. Uh, we had all the different producers coming in and out because of Mraz's departure. Um, yeah, it's just it's been a, a weird summer. So I feel like we didn't really get to really know uh, the interns as well as normally. So I apologize on that front. There just hasn't been the same continuity as usual. Uh, so, you know, we, the, the interns this this semester perhaps uh, were not as um, as familiar to the show and to all of us as well. But Brooke has been very, very kind to join us here uh, today for her final day here on the show as an intern. And she's done a great job all semester long. Brooke, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, yeah, I apologize. We never really got to know you too well during the internship because of all the moving parts of this summer. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Where'd you grow up and uh, and how did you find this internship? Okay, so I am from River Edge, New Jersey, um, which is about 30 minutes from the city. Okay. So it's kind of a quick commute, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I go to Rutgers. Okay. I am in a sorority. Okay. By SIG. Um, Five, six, okay. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much everything about me, I guess. Okay. And and are you in communications or? Yeah, I'm uh, a communications major. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, do you have a goal in the industry that you'd like to try to pursue or are you still trying to figure that part out? I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm just taking every opportunity that comes my way. Excellent. That's a great attitude. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed uh, the internship this year i guess my first big question would be what was the biggest lesson learned this semester for the internship okay so the biggest thing that i've learned is that if you guys are given free food you will eat it aha yeah <laughs> so true <laughs> that's a very insightful point uh what what hammered this home what experience hammered this home um well a few weeks ago, I brought in crumble cookies. <laughs> okay. And they were gone in probably like <laughs> 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I that I missed that? <laughs> yeah, it was a day I was out too, or else I would have eaten a lot of crumble cookies. And that's a long time. Did you? Did you? Yeah, that's right. I can't believe they lasted 20 minutes. Did you bake them for us, uh, or did you buy them? No, crumble cookies, it's like a... A brand, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, They're yes. really good. Fancy so you, cookies. So you bought <laughs> them for the studio, or you just were like, I have extra ones, I'll bring them in? No, so I actually passed it on my way here, and I was like, oh, like, crumble cookies, like, I've heard of it, and I know that they're good, so I was like, I might as well just bring them in. Like, why not? Nice. Yeah. I, I can't believe, well... Maybe it earns you an A on your internship. I don't know. That's an easy way to buy yourself a good grade around here. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you found out if there's free food around here, a bunch of uh, radio people are going to eat them immediately. Yep. Number two, who's been the most unpredictable character around the office? Honestly, I would have to say you, DA, because... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I would describe you as, like, a mysterious person from my point of view because earning the a <laughs> i didn't really get to know you that much <laughs> because <laughs> i guess i just i never know if you're gonna be in the office or not Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but when i do see you in the office it's it's a great day <laughs> yeah it's a really great day <laughs> 
That's too funny. <laughs> Two times she saw you. I, I think you work here, DA. Your name is on the screen, but I don't know. You're never around, so. She thinks you look like bogish. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, it's classic. And, and then on your final day of the internship, I'm working from home today. <laughs> and the first few times that I was that I was in, you were also from home. Oh my god! Oh my god! What an indictment of my work ethic! <laughs> oh man, wait, that's excellent. Wait a minute. So, have you seen him in the studio <laughs> since you started your internship? Yes, probably about like two or three times. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I've been in studio with Brooke maybe three times. I yeah, like. three times or so. Oh, that is too funny. All right. Well, finally, uh, have you been disappointed or impressed by how much free food we have around the uh, the newsroom? I've been very impressed. Oh, okay. Yes. There, I feel like there's always some sort of food somewhere. Um, and also with the internship, we do the um, the lunch and learns. So Maureen, shout out to Maureen because she's been great with getting us food. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard about these. What's the lunch and learn? So we'll meet with a different department every week on Wednesdays, and they'll just tell us about their department, what they do, and then we'll also get free lunch. So last week was Chipotle, so we had Chipotle burritos. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gotcha. So you get to learn about different parts of the industry from different departments here in the building. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. That's a, that's a cool program. And so when you've met with other departments, has there been other departments besides on air that you've been like, oh, I could see myself doing that? Um, Maybe like music stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like music. I uh, mean, it's pretty similar radio. to this. Yeah, like yeah. music radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're, what year are you at Rutgers? I'm going into my junior year. Okay, so let's see, you're 20 years old or so? Yes, I'm 20. 20, so you're born in 2003. 2002. So, 2002. Yeah. Um, get it right, so, DA. <laughs> get it right. Um, so you've grown up with a different type of media than traditional radio. How do you listen to most of your music? Um, I use Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. So you you basically stream music probably most of your adult life to like yes. find new music, to find bands, to find artists that you like. You really haven't listened to radio. When I was younger, I def like I was in the car listening to radio all the time. Gotcha. That was parents. like the main way of getting music. Yeah. Yeah. But, but now, once I now that I have an iPhone, I ha just have my Spotify on there. Spotify. I guess YouTube yeah. is a good way to find artists. Yeah, YouTube. Too, right? Yeah. So that's interesting. So, yeah, you. So that part of the media, which is really transitioning with people like your of your generation, where you've absorbed media in different ways mostly on your phone through streaming services through social media etc so i wonder like if you took over a, a, what kind of music do you like like top 40 music or is there i like uh, country music country music okay yeah. so if you took over a country music radio station how do you think like you would try to program it for your type of generation tastes of the people that you go to school with your colleagues your friends um, do you mean like how, like, how would I? Well, like, the types of artists or like, how would you find new artists? How would you know what the audience liked? See, I'm not that great at that. I kind of just listen to whatever is popular, but okay. I think that maybe if people were to post something on TikTok and you haven't seen them, 
like they don't have yep. a song or something like that that's popular yeah that's a good way to find people and also youtube yeah okay and is there any part of the radio industry that you're like wow this is for old people you guys got to <laughs> change this up no i don't i think that this is all like pretty relevant okay yeah well, that makes me feel better okay. <laughs> <laughs> still relevant that's great okay. yeah <laughs> Radio, we're still relevant. That's a good tagline. I don't think uh, radio will ever be irrelevant. No, because we, we're just being packaged in a different way. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not always coming out of the speaker of your car. Yeah. It could be in podcast form. It could be streaming. It could be on right. your phone through an app. But no, you're totally right. We're really in the audio business more than we are in the quote-unquote radio business. Yeah. It's just listened to on radio in, in some regards. How has Pete been as a boss? Great. Yeah? Yeah. He says is, that I've been great, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> he hasn't graded her yet. She has to say that. And and how was rushing the sorority? Oh, it's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely stressful. Did but you have to choose good. fresh uh, fall semester freshman year? Yes. Well, no, it's spring semester freshman year. Okay. Yeah. I know this there's some I think there are some schools in the south that you gotta rush freshman year like yeah. Two weeks before you even get to campus. I know that the southern schools, they're already back at school rushing. Yeah. So that's, I'd, I couldn't even imagine doing that. Yeah, you kind of have to choose, like, who you're going to rush before even your first day of classes. Yeah. That's, Seems I would intense. not want to do that. <laughs> Seems yeah. Intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, have you hit the grease trucks in Piscataway, New Jersey? I haven't. No? Those are the big sandwich trucks that are on campus before, after games, late night. Uh, we went to a Rutgers game one of the first two years we were on the air and hit the grease trucks. And those sandwiches are to die for, but they're like 7,000 calories per sandwich. <laughs> so well, I got to try my sorority. My sorority actually has a chef, so I rarely oh, ever nice. eat out. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Oh, oh wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, do you live at the sorority house? Yes, this semester. Well, this coming semester I am. Oh, so you were able to hit up the chef even though you didn't live in the house. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. What's the best dish the chef makes? We like Taco Tuesdays. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Excellent. Brooke, great stuff. Thanks so much. Sorry Thank that you. I was so mysterious this semester. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. You got it. That's awesome. Uh, so, Brooke, uh, who is the uh, most unpredictable character? Uh, UDA. I never, I've never met you. <laughs> I saw you twice. <laughs> Well, when you were here, you were great. <laughs> For the six minutes I've seen you the entire summer. Yeah, you know, summer Fridays, they happen. <laughs> God, how <laughs> <I'm> humiliating. <laughs> Just <laughs> curtain being dragged back on, <laughs> on the TV show. You've had a really stellar day. I mean, really. <laughs> I've... I've gone in a 10-minute tangent about a play that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> then later on, screwed up his name again. <laughs> screwed up his name again. And then our intern's like, I've never met you. <laughs> She's like, I learned if you're good in this industry, you never have to show up. <laughs> yeah. right. The more successful you become, the less you have to actually show up. It's pretty great. <laughs> All right, standing by with our headline this morning is our friend Emmanuel Barbari. Emmanuel, good morning. Good morning, DA. James Harden was already expected to stay back, not participate in Sixers training camp. Philly had stopped their trade talks. Clippers were the 
or uh, the preferred destination for Harden, but now more juice added to the situation. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. That video coming down. Speaking of people who are not showing up. (laughs) Seriously. Speaking of staying back. Harden's the only guy that shows up less than I do. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Except he hasn't earned it. I mean, my God, how exhausting is James Harden that every year he pulls the same card. I hate it here. You've lied to me. I demand out, what have you. Like you said, Emmanuel, this would be four new teams in four seasons. In four seasons. Now, do you think Harden's just a drama queen, or did Daryl Murray actually do something? I mean, he, he's definitely a drama queen because what's the constant? It's it's right. James Harden. I mean, I don't hear anybody else saying that Daryl Murray's a liar. I'm not saying Murray's perfect, and maybe he told Harden something that was misleading or something. But like, James Harden can't call everybody liars and everything sucks and they ever i'm always getting screwed it's it's he's the one constant and it does seem a little dramatic that he's on a china tour speaking of fans and this is the forum he uses to light up daryl moore exactly. his latest conquest to exactly. force his way out of a exactly. uh, situation so it's we'll, embarrassing yeah he is and, and it would be four teams in four years despite philly stopping those trade talks with the clippers where harden reportedly wants to go nfl two quarterbacks taking center stage in preseason action yesterday one guy looked really good one guy not so much for the saints and Derek carr one drive right down the field and ultimately punched it in glad we got the win um, you know, because I think this league's all about winning, and so you know, winning in the preseason um, is important. And and I was glad that our guys were able to do that. That for head coach Dennis Allen, twenty six twenty four, the final Saints over the Chiefs. Elsewhere, Trey Lance three and out for the first three drives. Niners fell to the Raiders thirty four seven. Just just taking advantage of every opportunity I get, uh, one day at a time. Like I said earlier, um, in, in training camp, um, just just trying to stay present, focused, one day at a time, and and trust that you know whatever is meant to happen will happen. For head coach Kyle Shanahan, took it till the fourth possession to see Lance and company. Move the sticks. Probably not a performance that moves the needle much. I mean, we didn't have a very good run game. Had a couple drops. Um, you know, had a few sacks. We just didn't play well as a whole. But um, there was no. I don't think there was many big mistakes on a misread or anything. So not much in either direction for Kyle Shanahan. Golf. Lucas Glover. Second win in a couple of weeks. Fifteen under. Playoff win at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. He was ranked 130th a couple of weeks ago. Now finds himself fourth in the FedEx Cup after the win at the Wyndham Championship. Now winning the first leg of the 2023 FedEx Cup playoffs over former champ Patrick Cantley. Baseball, how about Cedric Mullins for Baltimore? And the pitch home. In on line to center field and deep. Mullins is back. He's at the wall. He leaps. And Cedric made the catch. He did it. He did the impossible. Cedric Mullins took the game-tying home run away from Ty France. Jeff Arnold, Orioles radio going airborne over the right center field fence. One batter later, the Mariners did tie it, though. Dominic Canzona, homer off Mike Bauman. So it seemed like Mullins' heroic catch wouldn't matter, but Mullins broke the tie, two-run shot in the 10th, and the Orioles down the Mariners 5-3. I'd say just the intense focus that we have out there, um, you know, on top of the fact that our staff in the, uh, in the pen is coming in and shutting stuff down, uh, you know, just continuing to play hard and getting results. Courtesy of Masson, this was all in a game that Mullins didn't even start. He entered wow. in the sixth inning. Orioles lead the Rays by three games atop the AL. At least those Rays continue to search for answers. They've been decimated by injury. 
cooled off from that historic 39 start, lost 9-2 to the Guardians yesterday, and they were without their 22-year-old stud shortstop, Wander Franco. MLB investigating social media posts pertaining to Franco. The post would indicate he had an inappropriate relationship with a minor, and we, we heard part of this earlier. It's manager Kevin Cash with the reporter, Bally Sports Son, why Franco didn't play, why he's not headed to San Fran with the team. Is there more involved with Franco not playing today than just a day off? No, just a day off. Because yeah, there was some speculation we saw him leave the dugout in the game and then come back. Yeah, I'm aware of this speculation. I'm not going to comment any further on that, but um, his, the day off was because the day off. So I was, I was looking at Kevin Cash's eye contact during this okay. exchange with the reporter. Excellent. It seemed dead on. Like it would, tough, it would be tough to believe that he was lying. But mm. uh, given the investigation that's now been reported, how could it not have something to do with that? Do we know when the Twitter posts or social media posts went live? Was this something that happened before the game? Yeah. So it was yesterday morning they went live. But then there was no report about MLB investigating it until right. later in the day. But the post on Facebook, I believe it was, was out in the AM way before hey, the come game. Come on, so that happens the morning before he just happens to sit for a Sunday game, I right? Mean, that's hard to imagine that that was just a random day of rest for him. Exactly. And yeah, Franco did bug. address it, by the way. I know you guys don't speak Spanish, but he was on IG live and he was he basically responded to the allegations in Spanish, saying, you know, in, in lack of better words, that they don't mean anything. People are just talking out of there. You know what? Okay. Okay. So what? Okay, so uh, Carlos of the K, give me your take then on this because you got to hear it and interpret it. Do you think that he really thinks it's no big deal or he's just covering his butt? He's just covering his butt. I, I, I know for a fact that he knows what, what reports and allegations are out there. Uh, but, you know, he had to say something. He didn't say it through an interpreter. He said it in Spanish on Instagram Live. He's like, this is not true. And hopefully it gets picked up. But, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. The problem is that there's pictures of him with this girl and they're kind of like, showing affection or what have you and it turns out that this girl somebody found out is 14 years old i think so you know if he's gonna he's either gonna he's either gonna argue that she lied to me her age or we never actually had a relationship but the, the pictures are the thing right now that is the smoking gun about whether or not they you know had something going on so Franco not with the team. They're headed to San Fran, and he signed an 11-year deal with the Rays, one of the great young talents in the game. Signed that 11-year deal a couple of years ago. Marlins rallied for five in the bottom of the ninth, stunned the Yankees 8-7. Jake Berger, the walk-off hit off Tommy Canely after the Marlins tied it against Yanks closer Clay Holmes. Marlins take two out of three there. Nationals, a sixth spot in the ninth, walked off the A's 8-7. Jeter Downs, the game-winning hit off Kirby Snead. Downs coming off the bench in only his fourth game of the season. That after the Nats brought the Magic against Trevor May of Oakland. It's the first time in 13 years in baseball, two teams won on the same day when trailing by four runs or more in the ninth inning. First time since 2010 that happened. And it's time to get stunned now? That's right. All right. You know what I mean? It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. Yeah. The DA show is stunned to a news. So we're monitoring a woman in suburban Detroit who said she got a scare when she discovered a live frog in a container of spinach that she purchased yeah. from a grocery nice. store. <laughs> Quote from the woman, it was alive and moving. 
Just thank goodness I didn't eat the frog. The woman said she immediately returned the package and the frog, and the workers at the grocery store released the frog and gave her a refund, according to this woman. That's fair. The representatives at Taylor Farms based out of California, while they own Earthbound Farm, which is the spinach package brand, the folks at Taylor Farms apologized in a statement and said they promised to continue to provide the, quote, freshest, finest quality veggies for consumers. So I'm wondering, how does this happen? How does a frog... Make its a live frog. That's how you know it's fresh. It's make its way into the woman's spinach package in Detroit. It's true that in some ways this is uh, a compliment to the freshness of the food. It could be so lightly processed that a frog could actually get in there, and then it could live on the lettuce. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't suffocate because that would be a sealed bag of lettuce. I would think, right? <laughs> the salads it, come in sealed bags, right? I think you're right. It does speak to the freshness of the of She's the package. A fool. Like, why are you returning it? You got more than what you paid for. You got a free frog. You're gonna <laughs> narc yourself in and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry. You know, this animal was in my spinach. You had a pet and you gave it up for nothing." I think uh, I'd be a little startled. Uh, I would return it. No, you, you rinse could... the lettuce. It's fine, and then you have a frog. You're good. You it's a pet. fine. <laughs> have you have you ever had a pet frog, Carlos? I have. I, I had tadpoles that I caught in uh, Humble Park in Chicago. Uh, once they grew to be frogs, I'm like, all right, we can't keep these anymore. Really? And, yeah, I had them. You know, and they grow up quick. The tadpoles are like, they're like faster than kittens. It's like a tadpole for a week, and all of a sudden it has fr- a frog legs. So everybody's got to be yeah, like really? Carlos and take it upon themselves to no, raise I'm the frog. If you're getting Dot a frog of spinach and there's a frog there, like it's two for one. You're gonna, I'm only getting the money back from the spinach. You just lost a free frog. Hey, don't worry about your safety. Cancel the lawsuit. You got a frog. Well, that's more money that she gave away. She could have eaten the spinach, and if there was, the spinach was contaminated by the frog, boom, you could sue. You gave up a, not only a free frog, so a free pet, which means you had happiness. You gave up the happiness of whatever that lawsuit would have gave you. Net income lost. What a fool this lady is. By the way, the Michigan Department of Health said that the grocery store, when the lady returned the frog, made a mistake by releasing the frog because they couldn't identify if it was a native Michigan oh, derived, uh, wow. I suppose. They couldn't Good identify the frog's origin. The ecosystem in Michigan. That's, That's what they right. get from that? They let it wow. loose. That's true. Invasive species. If this is a frog from California, they just introduced it into the right. larger Detroit metropolitan area. This is a That's a big deal. It's a scandal. That's a big deal. What's going on over there? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does, again, speak to a lightly processed salad. Because, I mean, if you... Had it going through all these grates and going through like shredders and pickers and packagers and maybe they zap with chemicals to stay fresher or whatever. And you would think that a frog would get chopped up in that thing and Ugh. killed pretty quickly. But Ugh. the fact that it survived, I think, yeah, this company can. can this company's going high. places, man. I'm getting stock in it. Taylor Farms. Taylor. Farms. I'm all in on Taylor Farms. <laughs> Enjoy that. Hammer the over. The over on Taylor Farms. Speaking of, the overweight lover tweets in, DA, you're in midseason form. I placed a futures bet on Lawrence for Super Bowl MVP. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Very welcome. No love for Rourke? Nate Nate Rourke. Nathan uh, Rourke, man. Nate Rourke is going to be your comeback player of the year. When we come back here on the show on this fabulous Monday morning, is everything good now in O's land? DA, CBS Sports Radio. 
Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. The tendency to believe this final segment should be Nathan Rourke heavy after what happened in the first segment. There was a quarterback for the Jaguars. It looked like his number was 1-6 that bounced off three defenders and threw a strike for a touchdown. And I'm like, damn, Trevor Lawrence is awesome. (laughs) And then I realized in my ear after Carlos with a K told me, oh, that's Nathan Rourke. So the question is, do you know who Nathan Rourke is? 65% of you said, who? 21% said, of course I did. And 14% said, isn't he Trevor Lawrence? (laughs) (laughs) That was your vote. (laughs) That was my vote. Wait a second. Now, the data department tells us Nathan Rourke is a Canadian professional football quarterback for the Jaguars, (laughs) who played for the BC Lions of the Canadian Football League, where he set the single-season record for completion percentage last year. Growing up, Nathan Rourke idolized Brett Favre. He was quoted by saying, my parents got me a highlight video of the 96 Packers, and I watched that instead of cartoons. This is a man after my own heart. I, I knew I liked this guy. And finally, his younger brother, Curtis Rourke, plays QB for the Ohio Bobcats football team of the Mac, the same team Nathan played for. So how about that? Nathan Rourke was a Bobcat. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I led off the show talking about the Ravens winning another preseason game. This dates all the way back to 2015, one of the craziest stats in sports. Randomly, the the Ravens have not lost a preseason game since 2015. And then I very calmly, smoothly segued into how much I love this throw from Trevor Lawrence, bouncing off defenders and throwing a strike for the, for the Jaguars. And I went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Until the commercial break when Carlos with a K let me know. DA, that wasn't Trevor Lawrence. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Elsewhere in the preseason. Did anybody else see that throw by Trevor Lawrence against the Cowboys? <laughs> no! Ooh. Oh, that's not right. And I've always felt like it was inevitable that this guy was going to be a, a sublime QB. Well... There was a play in Saturday's preseason game, which was a win for the Jaguars, 28-23. No! Where I'm not sure why you're playing Trevor Lawrence in the preseason. Frankly, I would rather see him not in there. But either. No! He takes the snap. He goes back to pass. The Cowboys kind of collapse the pocket. Okay, so he's under duress. He's probably going to be sacked or thrown away. No! He rolls to his right, and he bounces off a a would-be tackler he then bounces off another so he's broken two potential tackle slash sacks and then as he's getting dragged down by a third before his knee touches the ground he's able to steady himself really plant his plant leg so that he actually has a base and fling it near sideline no freaking throws a strike for a touchdown to christian kirk 
and it's just an absolutely beautiful strike, I believe. Or maybe it's <laughs> Zay Jones. I forget who it was. My brain just sucks. It is 6.23 in the morning. We've already wrapped up the epic fail. I got it done in the first segment. Carlos with a K, you can thank me later. Throw is amazing. I go on and on and on about Trevor Lawrence. I love Trevor Lawrence. Hey, boys. In my ear during the commercial break, Carlos with the K is like, that throw you're talking about? That's Nathan Rourke. Who the hell is Nathan Rourke? You asked me if he looked like Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, I'm trying to be nice, saying, yeah, sort of. He doesn't does look remotely like does. Nathan Rourke. Somebody give him a starting job right now. The guy's amazing. Just a little note here on the <laughs> immortal Nathan York. <laughs> So it's definitely say. Rourke. What did I say? York. York? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nathan Rourke uh, hails from York. You just so look, keep making this fail longer and longer, man. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. A tweeter by the name of Importer Exporter simply said, DA, that wasn't Trevor Lawrence who threw the pass that you spent five minutes talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's a good show oh, you should check God. it out <laughs> <laughs> this coming on the heels of intern brooke being asked okay who's the most who's the most uh how do we describe this uh, unpredictable person at cbs sports radio and she said da i think it was you i said oh really because yeah, i never knew when you were actually at the office you were never here <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rack up this uh, show for 12 right. DAs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Boss has got to be really happy about today's show. Uh, DA, you spent the cold open talking about a player that wasn't on the field during the play that you dissected. Uh, and then the intern said she's never met you because you're never in the office. Uh, so <laughs> you have an incredible day. review coming up. <laughs> can, can we have a talk? <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> I will tell you, I am super excited about this week because uh, I love the cast of thousands. And so today, Emmanuel Barbari was doing our updates. Uh, tomorrow, Caserta is in. It's always fun. I haven't seen Caserta in a long time because every time that I'm in, he's off. When uh, So that's going to be because Bogus is out all week long. Uh, we have a Chris Lepresti in here on Wednesday, which is great. Then a Boyle's coming in here on Thursday. Carlos with a K the entire week. And, uh, and Pete the Body the entire the entire week as well so we will have a, and, a whole and hold on hold on hold on uh greg caserta will be hosting for you on friday oh and caserta is actually hosting on a summer friday yes you're welcome okay Roxy. all right so yeah we have we got a lot of goods coming up this week so i'm i'm excited to get going uh i'm in studio the rest of the week so i'm excited to see everybody i'm sorry brooke that this was your last day <laughs> If you'd like to, come, you'd like to come back for one more uh, shift. Uh, I will be in the studio at some point the rest of the week, so uh, maybe we can catch up then. If not, uh, happy trails. I hope you had a wonderful internship and that we treated you well around. <laughs> my review for today's show from the superiors will be on my desk here shortly, and it'll be f f f f f f. Big stack of paper. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk. All right, thanks to Carlos Ortiz as your executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. Emmanuel Babari on your headlines. And intern Brooke, I'm DA. The Mothership Disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.